0: Hi guys, Miss Reese here with your chapter 7 of the Boxcar Children, the mystery on stage. Okay, so chapter 7 is called Problems on the Set, and it starts on page 71. Someone noticed a light on in the theater late last night, Jim announced to the cast and crew the next day. He paused to nervously pull up the collar on his faded blue shirt. Are you sure it wasn't the janitor? Richard asked. I was the last one in the building. I turned out all the lights and locked the door, Jim said as he paced up and down the stage. Violet was worried about Jim. He looked paler and thinner than ever okay let's get started jim called he suddenly seemed in a hurry to begin rehearsing i want sarah jesse melody harold and richard on stage as benny made his way backstage he noticed sarah in the wings she had a large manila folder tucked under one arm when she noticed benny looking at her she quickly stuck the folder in her script did you ever find your script benny asked trying to sound friendly uh yes i mean no nancy've had an extra script sarah seemed anxious to get away from benny i really think there should be a softer light on me in this scene richard was saying loudly to henry and jim on stage i see no need for a green gel a what benny asked Jessie. it's a piece of thick plastic you put over a stage light to make it change color Jessie explained softly you have to look green jim tried to sound patient with richard "'We need to have the light green lighting in this scene. "'The wizard does live in the Emerald City.' "'Why can't there be a soft white spotlight on me?' Richard demanded. "'Look, I give the lighting directions here,' Jim said firmly. "'Now, please, take your position so we can get on with this scene.' "'Come on, Benny, you should be backstage,' Henry called softly. "'He pulled one of the levers on the lighting board down to low. "'I'm going,' Benny said.' He did a few dance steps from his munchkin routine. "'You're showing off,' Henry teased him. "'Not as much as Richard is,' Benny pointed out. Henry couldn't argue. Backstage, Violet and Sully were making the tale for Jessie's lion costume. Benny went over to watch them. "'Oh, Violet,' Nancy called as she came into the costume room. "'Could you make a big poster for the show? "'We open in a week, and we need some more advertising.'" Nancy sighed and looked at the jumble of materials spread out on the big table in front of the girls. I can make the poster right here. Remember, we found lots of crayons and paints in this drawer. Violet opened the long, thin drawer of the black dresser. Good. I know you'll do a good job. All you Aldens are such a big help around here. Nancy said looking appreciatively at Benny and Sulee. By the way Benny if you're not busy I'd like you to help Miss McGregor paint the yellow brick road on the backdrop. I have to be in the wings all afternoon to give the actors their cues. I'm coming Benny said cheerfully he liked to paint. When Violet had sketched and painted the poster she left it on the table in the costume room so that the paint would dry. Then she went with Sully to help Benny finish painting the Yellow Brick Road. Oh, good. I'm glad you're here to help. Miss McGregor brushed a wisp of her hair off her forehead with her arm. Benny has to go on stage now. They're rehearsing the Munchkin scene. As she worked on the Yellow Brick Road, Violet noticed people going in and out of the costume room. When Richard came out, Violet asked, Can I help you? Uh, no. Richard sounded a little embarrassed. I, uh, was just looking for my costume. It's hanging on a hook near the wardrobe, Violet said as she dabbed yellow paint in the big canvas backdrop in front of her. Yes, I I saw it, Richard played nervously with his bow tie. It's too bad I have to wear a brown suit during most of the play when all you others have such colorful costumes. You have a colorful part, Miss McGregor reminded him. Well, yes, Richard admitted but a brighter suit would make me stand out more in the unrolled city. Violet didn't know what to say. She nodded a little and continued painting. By the time rehearsal was over, the yellow brick road was finished. Tomorrow, after the paint dries, they'll put the canvas on a big wooden frame, Henry made, Miss McGregor said. Before she left, Violet went to the costume room to get her coat. She carefully checked all the costumes. Mrs. Adams had made Dorothy a new blue-checked pinafore and hung crisply on a hook. The lion and scarecrow's costumes lay finished on one of the tables. Nothing had been touched. Violet breathed a sigh of relief until she looked for the poster. "'It was missing.' "'What's the matter?' Nancy asked as she came into the costume room behind Violet. "'Violet's eyes were very wide. "'The poster I made is gone!' Violet's voice shook a little. "'It has to be somewhere,' Nancy pointed out. "'She began to look in the closet and under the table. "'Did you notice anyone coming into the costume room while you were planning the scenery?' "'Violet frowned. "'Well, yes,' she said. "'Richard.' Nancy nodded, and other people came in and out, Violet continued, but I didn't pay much attention. Nancy sighed, I'm going to look for the poster backstage, and then I'll make an announcement. Maybe someone already hung it outside. "'No, I don't think so,' a shrill voice said behind them. Melody had silently slipped into the room wearing her pink ballet slippers. She waved her hands in front of her to show off her purple nail polish. Nancy and Violet stared at her in surprise. "'What do you mean you don't think so?' Nancy asked. "'Have you seen the poster?' "'Why, isn't it over there?' Melody pointed with her purple-nailed index finger. The poster sat in the far corner of the room facing the wall. Violet examined it carefully.' Everything looked all right, except someone had tried to make the letters in Richard's name bigger. Of all the nerve, Nancy explained. Violet stared at the poster in silence. I think I can fix it, she said after a few moments. I'll just have to make Sarah's name a little bigger, too. Nancy shook her head. I'm going to have to have a talk with Richard. She hurried out of the room. Melody paid no attention to the conversation between Nancy and Violet. I want to see my Scarecrow costume, she insisted, now. It's right here, Violet pointed to the patchwork jumpsuit filled with cotton and straw. It looks so itchy, Melody complained. Violet sighed. It shouldn't be, she answered. The straw won't be touching your skin. I wish I could wear one of those long dresses, Melody said as she inspected one of the long pink silk gowns hanging on the rack. Melody... Violet asked, how did you know where the poster was? Melody played with one of the rings on her finger. I saw it in there when I came in earlier to change into my ballet slippers. Did you notice anyone fiddling with it? Melody held the pink gown to her body and examined her reflection in the full-length mirror. What do you mean, fiddling with it? She asked without looking at Violet. I mean, did you see anyone changing the lettering on it? Although Violet sounded polite, she was beginning to lose her patience. No, Melody shook her long auburn curls. The poster was just sitting there against the wall. I didn't touch it, if that's what you mean. What I want, why would I want to make Richard's name bigger? Melody twirled in front of the mirror one more time before hanging the dress back on the rack. She left the room without saying another word to Violet. When Nancy came back, she looked discouraged. Richard's left for the evening. I promise you, I'll talk to him tomorrow. Violet sighed. I think I'll finish this poster at home. I have lots of paints there. Don't stay up too late, Nancy advised her as she put on her coat. You'll need your energy for all those costume fittings tomorrow. I won't. Violet assured her as she gathered her things to leave. As the Aldens walked out of the community playhouse, they noticed a big white car pull up in the front of the building. A man in a tweed coat sat behind the wheel, drumming his fingers on the dashboard. "'Have you seen a girl named Sarah Bellamy?' the man called to the Aldens as they walked past his car. "'Yes, we know her. She's staying late to practice her lines with Jim, the director,' Jesse answered." The man shook his head impatiently. "'I can't wait here forever,' he complained as he leaned on his horn and honked. "'I don't think she can hear you,' Benny pointed out. The man glared in Benny's direction. "'Would, you mind, would one of you mind going inside to find her?' The man tried to sound polite. "'You see, I don't want to lose my parking place,' he explained. "'I can go,' Benny said. "'I'll go with you, Benny,' sh- said Jessie. She didn't notice any other cars parked nearby and wondered why the man was afraid of losing his parking place. We'll meet at the house then, Miss McGregor suggested. I have to get dinner started, and Sully and Violet are helping me, aren't you? She added, winking at them. I'll help with dinner, too, Henry said as he stamped his feet on a little pavement to keep warm. He took the poster from Violet to carry. It took Jessie and Benny longer than they thought to walk backstage because they met some cast members in the lobby. "Have you seen Sarah?" they asked. "No," Mrs. Adams answered, "but she did say something a little while ago about wanting to stay late for practice." Once Jessie and Benny reached the auditorium, it was completely dark. All the actors must have left, Benny said. The Aldens looked in the costume room, the dressing rooms, and on stage. Jessie even turned on the house lights so she could see the whole auditorium, but Sarah was nowhere to be found. She must have gone home, Jessie said finally as she turned off the lights. Maybe she didn't know she was getting picked up. It's funny Jim's gone too, Benny said. He usually likes to stay late. We seem to be the only ones here, Jessie said, looking at the... Darkened auditorium. Benny nodded. Let's go out and tell the man we can't find Sarah. He, he said. Do you think he's her father? He added. jesse shrugged. He might be. He does look a bit like her. He has dark hair and blue eyes. Said Benny. Sarah does too. Before they left, Jessie made sure all the lights were controlled by the lighting board were turned off. She took the red flashlight near the board so Benny could f- and she could find her way to the door. It's dark back here, Benny said as he sidestepped a pile of lumber stacked near the wall. I'm glad you found a flashlight. Yes, Jessie agreed. I don't know why they turned the nightlight off. Jessie, wisp- Benny whispered loudly. He grabbed his sister's arm. I hear voices. Jessie moved closer to the backstage door. Don't worry. They're just talking outside, she whispered. No one's backstage. I won't let you do this, a man's voice said angry. Lee, do you think that's Jim? Benny whispered. Who's he talking to? Jessie put her finger to her lips and shook her head. I can't tell, she said after a moment. You have to stop, the man kept saying. The girl answered in low, muffled tones. That's Sarah's voice, Benny whispered, but I can't hear what she's saying. Benny and Jessie looked at each other. Benny's big eyes grew even rounder. Do you think Sarah's been the one doing all these things to the props and costumes, and Jim's been telling her to stop? Jessie finished the sentence for her brother. She shook her head. It sounds that way, but we don't know for sure. Jessie beamed the flashlight on the doorknob. Why don't we go outside and see what's going on, she suggested. Suddenly, the girl outside the stage door burst into tears. Jessie hesitated with her hand on the doorknob. I don't think we should interrupt their conversation, she said finally. Benny nodded. Okay, we can go out the side door, he said. Jessie turned, but something caught her eye. Look, Benny, she called in a low voice. What is it? Benny asked. Jessie pointed the flashlight at the backdrop of the wizard's palace. Somebody moved it. Jessie whispered. When we were working this afternoon on the yellow brick road, I'm sure the wizard's palace was facing the wall near those boards. When Jessie shone the light on the wizard's palace, the Aldens could see it was splattered with big drops of black paint. Attached to the set was a big note written in red ink. Can you read what it says, Benny asked. Jessie moved her flashlight. Softly, she read the note aloud, it said watch out, my pretty. All right, guys, that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed today's chapter, and happy reading. Bye!